Gentlemen, welcome back to the ball pit. I have a great episode lined up for you guys today. It's a little bit different than what I've done before. For the entirety of the ball pit, I have only covered the professional sports that are in America, those being the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, and the NHL. But today I am bringing to you guys NCAA men's bracketology. We're going to be covering men's college basketball today. We're going to look at how the bracket is being broken down as of right now, going into the last month of the season, as well as looking at some bubble teams, some high-seeded favorites, and some low seeds that could potentially make a lot of noise in this upcoming tournament. It's going to be a great episode. Let's dive in. First off, we're going to look at our one seeds as of right now, and those are Purdue, Kansas, Alabama, and Houston. Now, out of those four teams, the team that I have the least confidence in is Kansas. For the majority of their season, they looked like the team to beat. But as of late, they've taken some really bad losses. They lost to K-State in overtime. And then they had a 23-point loss at home to, I believe it was TCU. They just haven't really shown that they're that elite team. Now, they're still easily a top 10 team in college basketball. But I think they could be an elite eight or even a sweet 16 exit in this tournament. There's just so many good teams, especially with how strong the Big Ten and the Big 12 are. Obviously, Kansas knows how good the Big 12 is. It's, there's just so much competition in this tournament that I don't think they can be really successful. Now, I was hoping that we could see the first repeat champions in a long time this year, but I just don't think that's going to happen. And for the team that I have the most confidence in, it's between Alabama and Houston. I think I have to go with Alabama here because with Purdue, we saw that they lost against Indiana recently. Now they are a top 20 team, so I don't really blame them for that, but they've struggled with teams in the Big Ten that they really shouldn't struggle with. Now, struggle in terms of Purdue is winning by like 10, 15 points. But once we come to the tournament and we have the really big hitters like Texas or UConn or Marquette even for that matter. Now they won't necessarily play those teams, but I think Purdue could be in for a real surprise with how competitive all these teams are in the tournament this year. So I'm going to have to go with Alabama. They've beaten a lot of top 25 teams, even a sprinkle of top 10 teams in there. They are my highest rated team going into this tournament. Now, both the Big Ten and the Big 12 currently have eight teams in the tournament, which is absurd to think about. Now, Houston is the last one seed that I really have to talk about here. And it's just hard to get a good level of confidence because they play in such a weak division. You know, it, it's hard to really evaluate their talent when they're playing against teams that aren't necessarily as talented as some teams that they could come across in the March Madness bracket. So they're still definitely a good team, still definitely top three, arguably top two, which I think they are right behind Purdue or Alabama. They're still a good team, but they could be in some trouble in the tournament as well. Now, some bubble teams that I think could make a little bit of noise in this tournament. I've got a couple here, so I'm going to list them off. We've got Oklahoma State, New Mexico, Charleston, West Virginia, and Kentucky. Now, the two teams that I'm highest on on this list has to be New Mexico and West Virginia. Both were ranked at one point. Both have some really solid wins. New Mexico is such an interesting team. 
because again, they don't really play in a really competitive conference, but they are just so scrappy and ready for these wins that I think they could be a low seed that has a Cinderella story in this year's March Madness break. They are just ready to win and they can beat any team in this bracket, in my opinion. They can take on any single team and be like, you know what? I'm going to come in with as much confidence as possible and I'm going to win this game. I don't care if the odds are stacked against me, if everybody's banging against me, I'm going to come in and I'm going to win this game. I have so much confidence for this New Mexico team. Hopefully they show up in the March Madness bracket. Same thing goes with West Virginia. They play in the Big 12, one of the most competitive conferences in college basketball right now. So even though they might not have the strongest resume, they still have defeated a lot of really strong and solid basketball teams. While they're not going to get a really high seed because of how strong of a conference they're in, they're still a really good team and they can still go really far in this bracket. I have them probably around a Sweet 16 bid. Now, some high-seeded favorites that I think can go pretty far in the tournament. We've got Texas, UConn, Marquette, Tennessee, Indiana, Baylor, and Creighton. And of these teams, I have the most confidence in Texas, Marquette, and Baylor. And Creighton's kind of in there too. But we've seen from a bunch of analysts, they have Creighton and Baylor and maybe even UConn and Texas in there too as Final Four teams. And I think Creighton and Marquette are both sneakily good teams that are going to make a lot of noise in this NCAA men's basketball bracket. They're both not very high seeded. I think they're both floating around a seven or eight seed right now. But that's just because of the teams that they play and how good those teams are. I haven't, I've been watching college basketball for probably around seven to 10 years now. And I have not been as impressed with a total tournament as I am this year. It seems like every single team that's in here has a chance to win it all. I, I've never seen a more evenly spread talent pool than I have this year for NCAA men's basketball. It's just incredible. I'm so confident in a lot of teams. I'm really high on Marquette, really high on Creighton, really high on Baylor, West Virginia. They're all super good teams and they're all really low seeds. So they have a rocky road ahead to get to the top parts of the tournament. But I think they're really able to do that if they play their cards right and and have their biggest talent show up. So I'm also going to look at some high seeds that are on upset or early exit alert. First off, we got St. Mary's. They are a six seed, and this is where one of my most favorite teams comes into play. St. Mary's will either play West Virginia or Kentucky. Hopefully West Virginia slides into that spot. I think if they do, this is an easy win for West Virginia. St. Mary's hasn't really proved a lot to me this year. I don't know if they have a, if they have any top 25 teams. I haven't done a lot of research on them this year, but I just think that West Virginia is just an all-around better team, and I know they have ranked wins as well. So West Virginia will most definitely beat St. Mary's if they play each other. The next matchup that I'm looking at is Providence and Memphis. Now, Providence will probably win this game, but I see Memphis as kind of like a New Mexico's kind of team. They are just ready to win games no matter who their opponent is. But I do think Providence will be able to win this game and win it pretty easily. This will probably be around a double-digit win for Providence. But then they have another really good matchup right after that. One of the biggest upsets I 
could foresee is Duke and Nevada or Oklahoma State. I have Oklahoma State getting this final bid in here, and Duke has just proven that they're not the team anybody thought they would be. Same with North Carolina. North Carolina is sitting at either the 8 or 9 seed right now, and Duke is around the same spot that they are. Both were highly rated going into the beginning of this season, but both haven't shown up at all. North Carolina was honestly ranked number one at one point, and they have just totally fallen from grace. And same with Duke. Now, Duke lost their coach as well. And we also got to talk about one other team that just totally surprised me is Villanova. We all saw Jay Wright stepped aside last year, so we expected a little bit of a decline, but this big of a decline from Villanova was not expected at all, especially with the reputation Jay Wright built up in Villanova. I don't think anybody expected them to be around a 50% win rate team. It's just not like that Villanova team to be that underwhelming. Now, maybe we'll see them come back next season, but it doesn't look too good for them this season. But back to Duke, they just haven't shown up at all this season. And I think Oklahoma State can take advantage of a demoralized Duke team and win their first game in the NCAA tournament. Keep in mind that all of these matchups that I'm looking at right now are only only round of 64 matchups. So I'm not going to devolve into a full bracket breakdown because not all the seeds are locked up yet. That's going to be once the bracket is actually locked in, we'll be going through a full bracket. So stay tuned for that episode a little bit later. Now we're going to look at some underrated teams that are looking to make some noise. I've already listed pretty much every single one of these teams. So this is going to be probably a little bit of a faster segment here, but we're going to go down the list and we're going to talk a little bit about each team. We got New Mexico, West Virginia, Memphis, Pitt, Arkansas, and Northwestern. And the one team that I really want to touch on here is Northwestern because I haven't been able to talk about them. They are right on the bubble of making the tournament. But like I said, the Big Ten has eight teams in the tournament. They're tied for first place. They have a lot of top 25 teams, and it's just a solid conference overall. Even the teams that are unranked, like Penn State or like Northwestern, are still really solid teams that honestly have a chance. Penn State's right on the bubble with Northwestern. So I expect Northwestern to be a pretty successful team coming into the tournament if they're able to make it. I think this is a really, really successful team, and I expect them to do good and be hungry and show a Oral Roberts or a St. Peter's University type of Cinderella story coming into this bracket. I haven't been able to watch as much basketball as I would have liked to, so I don't have a lot of insight on the total statistics and performance of a lot of these teams. I'm just going off of some highlights that I've been able to collect and watch throughout my study sessions for each of these podcast episodes. But Pitt looks like a really solid team. I love this Pitt team. I think they're going to be very successful moving forward. Same with Memphis and West Virginia. Really great offensive teams. They have some quality wins. They could be a team to mess with coming into this tournament. And finally, we're going to look at the power rankings. We're only going to do top 10 because I don't want this episode to go on too long. But we're going to look at the top 10 as of right now, heading into the last month of the season. Number one, I have Houston. I know a lot of people have Purdue, I think it was 38 votes to 22 votes for Purdue to be number one, but Houston just has 
honestly the biggest wins in college basketball. They have one of the best point differentials. They have one of the best offenses in college basketball. I think this team is just incredibly talented. Granted, they are in a very weak conference. So place them in the Big 12 or the Big 10 where they have to go against good team after good team. I don't know how well they perform, but they're not in the Big 10 or the Big 12. So I'm taking them at face value and I have them at number one. And of course, number two is Purdue. They would be number one, but they did just take that loss to Indiana, which is, again, a very good Big Ten team that I expect to be very successful. But as of right now, I just haven't seen enough from Purdue defensively to be able to rank them against Houston. It's just, it's so hard to compare some of these teams purely because of how skilled some of these conferences are, like the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the SEC for that matter. The SEC is stacked as well. It's just so hard to compare them to someone like Houston. But Purdue's number two, and then number three, we've got Arizona. They're a little bit of a confusing team. They've always had large margins of victories in the games that they've won. But at the same point, they've taken losses to not top 25 teams and honestly not even close top 25 teams like Washington State. I don't really know how to rank them, but as of right now, they're number three purely because of their offensive performance and how big their margins of victories have been. And Alabama's right in the same boat. Now, I'll give Alabama more credit than Arizona because they're in the SEC and they've beaten teams like Auburn. They've proven that they can beat some really skilled basketball teams. But again, they've just had some very confusing losses that don't really fit in with their MO. And it's hard to rank them any higher than four. Number five is Texas. They are one of the most complete teams in college basketball, but they've just shown that their entire team can be so off and on. One game, they're beating up an unranked opponent and they're going to win by 25 points. The next time they're at home and they're just going to barely squeak by. They're so volatile that it's really hard to be able to rank them much higher because I don't have a lot of confidence in this team. And I think they could also be in some trouble in the tournament as well. Number six is Tennessee. I've noticed I have a lot of SEC teams coming in here. I'd count Texas as an SEC team, but obviously they're not in the SEC yet. I am excited to see how that changes some things, though. When they're coming in, I believe it's 2025 now. They're not going to be able to come in in 2024. It's going to be very interesting to see how that shakes up some things in both college basketball and college football, which, of course, I will preface right now. Once college football season is back, we will absolutely be covering college football. I'll be doing week-by-week breakdowns as well as my top 25 and playoff predictions as we get the playoff rankings coming out. So stay tuned for that. Coming this fall, we will have some college football. We will have some college football episodes. But football season's passed. Congrats to the George Bulldogs. But we are here to talk about men's basketball, and we're here to talk about Tennessee. They have a very good resume in a loaded SEC conference. They have multiple wins against top 25 teams, even some against top 15 teams. One, they're in the same category as Texas. They're one of the most complete and well-rounded teams here in college basketball. Number five and number six for Texas and Tennessee are interchangeable at this point. Number seven is UCLA. They dominate the Big 12 with Arizona. But the thing is, 
the Big 12 isn't a good college basketball conference. They're great in college football, but come college basketball, it's lackluster besides these two teams in Arizona and UCLA. Number eight is Virginia. I would put them so much higher if they haven't lost as much because the only losses they have taken have been against talented, solid teams. Virginia is one of my favorites heading into the NCAA bracket, heading into March Met, heading into March Madness. I think they will be nominal come tournament time. They have proven that while they might not be at the level to make it to the final four because they haven't shown that they can finish against top teams, they're still one of the top teams. Now, my favorite team out of this top 10, number nine, is Marquette. They are a sneaky good team, and they will surprise everybody in March Madness. I follow a couple of college basketball pages on Instagram, and I'd say at least half of the reporters are putting Marquette in the Final Four, and I am definitely one of them. I am a Marquette advocate. I could honestly see them going to the national championship game. This team is just so talented, and Middle of the road seated, so they have one of the easiest schedules coming into the March Madness bracket. I think they're going to be really good as well. I just, I am so excited to see this Marquette team. They are one of my favorites by far. And at number 10 is Kansas. Like I said earlier, throughout the majority of their season, they were just undoubtedly number one or number two. But then come recently with the losses to K State and TCU. They just haven't shown that real raw power that we're so used to from these Kansas teams. Now, do they have a chance to get to the Final Four? Absolutely. I have them going to at least the Elite Eight and very likely the Final Four. But will they be able to finish it and become a repeat champion? I just don't have enough confidence in them as of late. They just haven't, they haven't shown me that they can finish games. They haven't shown me that they can compete. Like against TCU, they lost by 23 points at home. The worst loss they have had in at least 10 years at home. It was just a totally sad showing. And they should have had that game handled, but they just didn't. But they will most definitely still do very solid in the NCAA tournament. So that is it for the ball pit. Coming up on Friday, I will have my Super Bowl predictions. And of course, on Monday, I will have the Super Bowl reaction, plus a little bit of news, since that will be a little bit of a shorter episode, since we only have one game to talk about. And hopefully, I'll also have a little bit of a surprise for you guys on that Super Bowl reaction podcast. Got some things in the works. But as of right now, this is the end of the ball pit. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you on Friday.